0: Lot, Avraham's nephew, features prominently in the life and times of Avraham, our forefather. Yet he is not a particularly inspiring character. If Lot was deleted from the narrative, what would be lacking in our picture? There must be something important that Lot teaches us. Lot goes through many of the same experiences as Avraham. He leaves his homeland, he sojourns in Egypt, he achieves wealth and success. But Lot's development seems to have a very different outcome. We're introduced to Lot shortly after we're introduced to Avraham. It says, So Avram went as Hashem had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Avraham was 75 years old when he left Canaan. Lot accompanies Avraham. He's a member of his household. He goes down to Egypt with Abraham. But the experience he had in Egypt was very different than Abraham's experience. The Rav comments the following Here's a quote We should not think that all this happened in just a few days. Abraham might have been in Egypt for years. Egypt was the world's most advanced country, and Abraham was a shepherd. Lot was completely overpowered and overwhelmed by the stupendous Egyptian culture, civilization, and technology. He could not resist the influence of the environment. Avraham could, Sarah could, but Lot couldn't. Here is the acid test of the Jew. Can he resist environmental pressures? Can he withstand the impact of a culture that is materially great, but morally and ethically very primitive? This is a quote from uh, the a book called Abraham's Journey, which excerpts from many of of Soloveitchik's essays and speeches uh, put together by the Maotar Rab Foundation. So eventually Abraham and Lot leave Egypt. It says that Lot came along. Maybe he was forced out of Egypt as well. Interestingly, the Sukkim describe that Abraham went right back to the same place he had set up his tent before. So Avraham went ascended from Egypt, him and his wife and all that all that belonged to him, and Lot was with him as they went uh, uh, towards the Negev. Now, interestingly, the term here is different. It, before it said lot ito, now it says lot emo. That he it does make it seem like he kind of casually went with him, and we'll explore that in just a moment. But the part I want to focus on here is the next Pasuk says, Avraham had a lot of wealth with uh, silver and with gold, but Nonetheless, it simply continues. Vayelach masav min negev ad Beit El ad hamakom asher hayasham aholo batechila bain Beit El uvein haay. Abraham went on his journeys from the negev until Beit El, to the site where his tent had been at the beginning, between Beit El and and uh, and Haay, the exact same place. And it says, Al makom hamizbeach asher asa sham barishona vaikras sham Abraham b'shem Maronai. He went to the exact same site of the Mizbeach, the altar which he had made there at first, and Avram called there in the name of Hashem. Avram was unchanged by his experience in Egypt, by the material wealth and success he achieved. Similarly, after Mordechai was paraded through the streets by Haman, it says he returned to the gate of the king. This is from Esther, um, Perik, Vav, Pasuk Bet, And Rashi comments there, He returned, what does it mean he returned to the gate of the king? He returned to his sackcloth and his fasting. A royal parade in his honor changed nothing about Mordechai's attitude or activities. Like Avraham, he returned to exactly the same spot. But Lot changed. Not only did he change, but his relationship with Avraham changed. The Torah simply tells us, and Lot was with him, he went with Avraham, using different language than previously describing their relationship. Lot developed a degree of independence from Avraham. As the Malbim describes, he was now wealthy as well, and uh, the Torah describes this. The gam et Avram and Lot too, who went with Avram, again uses that uh, different language. It doesn't say haolech itot, it just says he went. He went with Avram, and he had sheep and cattle and tents. And the land could not sustain them to dwell together because their possessions were many and they could not dwell together. There was strife between the herdsmen of Avraham's flock and the herdsmen of Lot's flock. And... The, Can- the Canaanites and the Perizzim were also in the land. So that's an interesting ending why it gives us that fact. The rub actually explains that in a moment. But the commentators grapple with the strange language describing this episode. It repeats the phrase to dwell together twice. It mentions strife between the shepherds, but not the owners. So the rub explains, and here's another quote, no feud, let alone one between people of high ca- higher caliber like Abraham and Lot, is precipitated by a shortage of pasture land. If Abraham and Lot wanted, they could have resolved this problem easily without creating a schism. After all, they had money and they could have, brought, they could have bought more pasture land. Surely there was enough land for sale. But the trouble was that Abraham and Lot could not dwell together spiritually. Abraham and Lot did not have their old mutual respect and appreciation. There was no harmony between them. And the Rab also explains the reason it tells us that the Kananim and the Prezim were there is to let us know that Avraham wanted to avoid having an open debate with Lot about his behavior. Again, the Midrash tells us that he let his flocks graze in fields that were owned by others, which was abhorrent to Avraham and his values. And even Avraham's shepherds had had gotten these values from Avraham, but Lot somehow remained immune from them. And the facts are that the more independence Lot achieved, the more his values drifted. Lot was not a man without values. He faithfully kept Abraham and Sarah's secret during his stay in Egypt. But while Abraham had the characteristic of holding fast his values even in a hostile culture, this is indeed a characteristic his descendants would share, and hopefully we share to an extent nowadays. Lot was deeply influenced by his surroundings. He had an opportunity to continue his life alongside Abraham. But he made a different choice, as we see reflected in the pesukim. The parrot continues. It says, "Va'yisal so Lote at enav, va'yar et kol Yarden, haYarden, kihulam Ashkeh, lifnei shachet Adonai et zedom et amora, kegan Adonai ke'aretz Mitzrayim ba'achatzoar." So Lot lifted his eyes and saw the entire plain of the Yarden, that all of it was well watered. And before Hashem's this is before Hashem's destruction of Sodom and Amarah, like the Garden of Hashem, like the land of Egypt, as you come toward Soar. Vaiivchharlot, Eight Lot Mikerem, Pardu Ishme achiv. Lot chose for himself the entire Jordan Plain, and Lot traveled eastward, and they separated one from the other. Uh, interestingly, the Rav does have a beautiful sheer. From 1973, where he describes this idea of eastward versus westward motion, and here it may indicate um, Lot went backward. They were on a progression westward, but Lot went uh, went eastward. It continues, Avram Yashav Yashav and the next Pasuk Raim So Avraham dwelled in the land of Canaan while Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tents all the way approaching Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against Hashem. And we'll continue with uh, this discussion of, of Lot and his relationship with Sodom in the future.